Hi everyone. I'm Kayla and I am the part-time outreach worker and a secondary teacher. And I'm Mackenzie. I'm the full-time outreach worker and a social worker. Come on this journey as we inqueer all things to us LGBTQ+. Hey everybody, welcome to Inquiries, our first episode. This is really weird and crazy for us, but thank you for joining us on this really crazy journey that we're all going to take together. I'm excited to see where it goes. If you're wondering what Mackenzie and I are currently doing, I'm sitting on one (laughs) side of this office and our office isn't really that big um and she's wrapped up like a burrito mm-hmm. and we're just sitting here smiling at one another um <laughs> not creepy in. or anything <laughs> mm-hmm. no so we asked for you guys to um ask us some questions so let's get <laughs> into it i'm really excited i know that we got quite a few submissions from people just from either uh like our personal lives that maybe want to know a little bit more about us or um from our instagram and from out loud's instagram we kind of wanted to reach out to everybody um and see maybe what they wanted to know about us i think that it's important for an introduction episode that you get to know uh us and who's giving you this information so We have a list of questions that we got from all of you, and we're going to see where this journey takes us. So Kayla, why don't you kick us off and let's do this thing. This is so hard. The first question is so (laughs) difficult. Oh yeah, I know. It's going to be a long one. Mackenzie, Mm -hmm. where are you from? Oh my God. (laughs) Where where do I begin? No, this isn't too bad. It gets crazy. Um, I am from the east coast the best coast as we say i don't think anyone says that but i say that um from nova scotia halifax nova scotia so you may hear my accent come out quite a bit um or not i'm like this drop the comments below if you can hear my accent also drop a comment below (laughs) you're also from the east coast oh my god Yes, please absolutely do. I think building community, very important. And I'd also love to know um, if we have any of our listeners that are from Nova Scotia, because I want to gossip. I want to spill the tea about what your experience was like growing up there or living there. I spent, oh my God, 21 years of my life there. And so I love it. I do miss it, but... Hey, the West Coast is home now. Mom, if you're listening, I didn't say that or plug your ears, okay? Um, Kayla, what about you? Where are you from? Tell the listeners. Honestly, I'm from Edmonton. There's like nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing exciting about that. Edmonton, Alberta. I was actually born in Saskatchewan, not Saskatchewan. I was born in St. Albert. She's making up lies, everybody. She said. Okay. Okay. I was actually born in Sturgeon Hospital in St. Albert. I, you brought me there. I know I did. You brought me there. We were driving yesterday. Um, We were driving yesterday and uh, I told Mackenzie, oh my gosh, 
I was birthed right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, that's cool. Um, is that what I sound like to you? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. No, you do, do not sound, sound like that. No. Okay, good. Okay, this is the second question. Why did you choose your career? Woof. Why did I choose my career? Well, also, Mackenzie has a dog. <laughs> I just had to put that in there. Yeah. I'm a shared parent for sure. Um, trust, we'll get into all of that. Um, why did I choose my career? Or yes. Okay, so my career, um, I am a social worker. I am an RSW, a registered social worker. Uh, so that's what I do for a living. I'm also a CTRA, which is a certified therapeutic recreation assistant. So all of that and all those acronyms just mean that I like, um, to work with people. I like to do group programming. I love, um, doing one-on-ones and being with people in our community, especially within the queer community. This is my dream job um so yeah that's my career this is um a little bit about me and then I can tell you I guess if people are interested in why I chose those those fields yes community it's all about community for me I've mentioned it a hundred times already Mm -hmm. I feel like but um working and building community especially not being from Edmonton and being a queer person myself um it kind of just meshed together and it seemed like it was the perfect thing so um boring but not boring kind of a little tidbit about me I don't think it's boring at all I think the (laughs) fact no the fact that the fact that you just like want to do this because of community and also being like a social worker I I never like I thought about doing that in my lifetime Mm -hmm. um but there's just so many more elements and the fact that like you're doing it and you're registered (laughs) <laughs> you're registered what is it what's the acronym again which one the long one or the short one the long one oh c-t-r-a certified therapeutic recreation assistant oh so what do you do what do, like <laughs> no seriously the what, one, what is that what is it no that's such a fair question um if my old profs are listening no you aren't um (laughs) please don't uh no it's basically just working with individuals and kind of removing barriers to ensure um that everyone has the same access um to programming and to recreation as possible so it's a lot of adapting programs um and making sure that they're just accessible for everybody and because that's just not always the case is programming being accessible and so that's a little bit what rec is and so i wanted to combine that really fun aspect of recreation and also that interpersonal connection of social work um and combine them together because i feel like that's that's kind of where we do our best work so i feel like i could literally chat forever about this but who cares what about you you tell me um why you chose your career i know you're a teacher yes i'm a teacher give me the tea i'm sure a lot of our listeners are either in school um or maybe are educators themselves so why don't you give us a little bit of background info about you um well i'm a teacher um, I'm a secondary teacher. No. Um, I decided to go into secondary instead of elementary just because um, I want to, I don't really want to teach like the very foundational stuff. Like I know foundation is so 
so incredibly important. Um, but I wanted to dig deeper into like the mental health of like children, um, of youth, of you know, um, the stressful situations of them going through puberty. Um, you also, you can have more fun with worksheets. Um, and what? You, yes, seriously. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I've made, like, some interesting worksheets on Canva or your presentations that you actually, like, really enjoy it. Um, wow, this is adulthood, everybody. Like, I love doing them. Imagine, remember when we were in... Uh, like junior high and high school. I mean, I'm not, uh, you definitely strike yes. me as a very studious person. I was. I, I was a goody was goody. not <laughs> a studious person or a good student by any means. Um, so this is really great to hear that you grew up and still honestly to do I, those things. That's I crazy. still love doing it. And I teach special needs and English and drama and dance. Um, my dream job, honestly, would be just this. to teach. Yes, I actually <laughs> love this, but I would love to be a special needs teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? I think the world is your oyster. And oh I'm just gosh. glad I'm just glad that I can <laughs> be here for the youth. Because honestly, being a teacher is my dream. Actually, before I wanted to become a teacher, my parents mm-hmm. wanted to be a physiotherapist. Wow, that's a really big jump. Yeah, but I careers? couldn't. A 4.0 in university is not attainable for me. In, uh, in kinesiology. A hundred percent. I mean, for some people, it clearly is. Yes. Um, for us, maybe human services people. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yes. I'm just speaking from experience, but. I'm more of an empathy person. Like, <laughs> we don't grade empathy around here, so. No. It's yeah. like, um, I just, I like being around people, um, I also, there's so many things I memorized when it comes to kinesiology, like all of your bones and all your <laughs> muscles and ligaments. Okay, we can actually keep talking about this, but like I could never be a physiotherapist. Uh, okay, before we move on, pop quiz. How many bones are there in the human body? I did. Mackenzie. <laughs> I did take sciences, so... No, oh my gosh. Yeah, rec is a sciences degree, I'm, so I'm literally going to fail this quiz. Uh, beer oh. be well. One of us oh looks it up on our phones. Um, Just take a really how many bones in the body? Yeah, take a really accurate guess, as if like maybe your life depended on it or something. Okay, well, your fingers alone have like <laughs> three bones per finger, right? It, is that true or not? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I know. Okay, but- so like, so you have fifteen in one hand, mm-hmm. thirty. Then you have. Okay. <laughs> like, Who said this? Where's this math coming from? I don't from? know. But, I'm, okay, I'm going to say 110. That is so incorrect. What is but it? I appreciate your effort. Um, it's 206. It sure is. I'm like 206 in just your hands. No, it's all together. So 206. We did say this was an education podcast as well. We just didn't maybe say what kind. (laughs) But now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. 206 bones (laughs) in the body. Fun. Oh my gosh. Next, please. Okay. Who's your inspiration? Oh my god. I'm putting on the like, spot here. You you are. Um, like inspiration for what? Everything? Anything? Maybe like your inspiration to be who you are every day. 
Hmm. Okay, that's a really great question because I feel like it can be more than just one answer. Um, Like now we're not talking like celebrities or anything. If we're talking like real life, real people in my life, um, a lot of people are my inspiration. I take inspiration from... Um, a lot of my chosen family, so they know who they are and they'll probably be on the podcast at some point as well. Um, but they push me to be better and greater every day. And those are the people that you kind of want to have in your life. I, I hope the people who want you to do better and want to see you thrive. And so these individuals that I'm talking about in particular, um, are social workers and nurses as well. So, um, they give me a lot of perspective. I go to them with a lot of things in my professional and personal life. Um, and they help me be better. Do you know all this about me? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, okay. I was like, wait, is this news for you? Honestly, uh, <laughs> Mackenzie, you and I have been spending a lot of time together. I've been mm-hmm. I've been getting these vibes. These vibes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a very family, chosen family-oriented person. And so inspiration, definitely um, my chosen family. Um, but also my bio family as well, like my mom and my sister. Um, cliche answer, but it's true. Um, I don't know, man. What about what about I feel you? The same. I need to. Need I feel to the give, same. Like the because deets. because I like grew up in Edmonton. I'm sure it's like different for you because you mm-hmm. you moved to Edmonton from the East Coast, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm so I'm so sure it's so different for me. Like for sure, my family because they've been here through thick and thin. But um, I have a huge family. Like you do. Like I've 75, seen 75 family members. Oh, I'm not my even God. kidding. I know. Um, like oh Christmas dinners are we oh, we have like rent a hall sometimes. I know. Am I invited you next know, time? Yes. Yes. Anyone's invited for Christmas dinner. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You do Anyone. always come to work with food. Yes. And are always offering food that your family has cooked. And yes. I'm like, ten, please. Oh for my gosh, me we make and really for good all of my other ones. Dumplings. We're, we're really good at making dumplings and green onion cakes. <gasps> Don't start. But anyway, with my inspiration. The green onion cakes. My, my inspiration is green onion cakes. Oh. Just kidding. No, that's continue. my motivation. Hey. Um, but my inspiration, honestly, um, like, I, I love my parents a lot because they inspire me to just be who I am and they guided me to be, um, to be exactly where I am right now, like, without their guidance um i don't think i'd be the person i am um Mm -hmm. but also like my best friend um she's the most amazing human being ever shout out to sarah yeah (laughs) um but seriously like she she makes me want to be a better person so oh yeah we're sappy sometimes we are sappy when it comes to the favorite people in our lives I think that that warrants some some sappiness. Also, this podcast is a place and a space for us to also be vulnerable ourselves, you know? And so I'm glad that we can have these conversations and be like, 
yeah, I really do be loving these people a lot. And they teach me a lot and teach us to grow because if we're not growing, then it keeps you in check too. Oh like God, I yes. love the friends who are like, you know what? That was wrong. Or, um, mm, Hey, oh yes. Hey, that wasn't very nice. And I'm like, Oh, right. That, that wasn't very nice. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm really glad that I have friends like that because not everyone does. So I feel really blessed. Yeah. That is a huge part of friendship that I feel like sometimes we miss. And also, man, I could talk about friendships in itself as a whole of, um, like growing out of your friendships as well. Like as we age that sometimes. And that's okay to grow out of friendships. Yeah. Like you don't always have to stay with those Mm -hmm. friends forever. Yeah. That I think that everybody serves a purpose in your life at some point. Um, for whatever reason to teach us something good or bad, whatever that looks like for you. But, um, yeah, that's a really crazy topic is, is friendship. I feel like we could do a whole episode on just like, maybe we should the value of your friendships and what your friendships can teach you. Because I know that my core group of friends keep me the most in check at all times. And I was never the most knowledgeable like three years ago than I am now, it feels like I feel like a totally different person. It's crazy how time mm-hmm. works. Hey, how like, oh wh- like even a year ago, I was so different than I am the person mm-hmm. now. I dressed so ugly. <laughs> I didn't dress a- at all because it started with COVID. I honestly, oh my god, oh was my god, in, yes. like nothing. Like I just didn't care. I baked a lot of bread. That is such a good coping mechanism. And Jamaican patties. I bought a lot of sweatpants. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Honestly, we just went to H&M yesterday. Oh, God. So. We sure did. Oopsie. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Let me ask you one. You've been asking me quite a lot. And okay. I want you to feel seen, you know? So. Oh, thanks. Um, I would say, what is the most rewarding and challenging part of this job? The most rewarding is seeing the youth faces. Um, I think that's the most rewarding because you get to, you put so much work into this job. Um, and sometimes for a lot of it, I can speak for myself. Like we're sitting in desks and we're like working at it. Right. And like we're making resources and we're, we were doing a podcast and sometimes we don't really get the feedback. Um, but when Mm -hmm. you see the youth and you see that what we're doing and how we're being educated and how we're educating them, but also they're educating us. Um, and you hear their laughter and you hear their joy. That's the most rewarding. Oh, that's adorable. Shout out to our youth. Shout out to our juniors. Um, you all are so amazing and you make this job so worth it for us every day. You do. I think the most challenging, um, is not having enough time. Um, wow. (laughs) That, wow. That is so accurate. Because there's so many things, like, I think I might be able to speak for Mackenzie and I, um, Mm -hmm. or for Mackenzie, we want to do so many things in one day, but we (laughs) ultimately don't have enough time. Um, because we want, you know, we want like out loud to grow, but we also want the world to grow. We also want our community to grow. And then, but then it's just little baby steps. And we know that baby steps are so like vital to -hmm. get to where you want to go. Um, but if there was, if every day was 48 hours. Yeah. That's also, such the nonprofit vibe 
that is yeah. what working nonprofit is is you put in those extra hours not because you have to but because you want to and it makes everything so much more worth it and I totally agree with all of those points like I don't know what do you find rewarding well I feel like my answer wouldn't really vary from that I I do find that being with our youth and having to see them all of the time is extremely rewarding for both of us um being in school for so long like me personally um and then actually getting into my desired field in the field that I love um and these kids make it worth it for me every single day all of the hours and the tears and the exams and the crying they make you remember like why you did it (laughs) Yeah, because they do. when you're a student for so long, you forget mm-hmm. like you forget that there is like the light on the like out of the tunnel, right? Because like you are doing exams and you are like writing essays, mm-hmm. and you forget like that once that's all done, you're there to serve the youth, and you forget how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and that's what I do want to touch on with like this podcast too, is that this is a podcast and a space where we can be so honest with each other too. Like being in education and like the fields and the things that we do is, is difficult. The things that we see on a daily basis, um, is difficult. And sometimes we forget, um, to sometimes sit with those feelings and talk about them, especially with each other that, um, Hey, we have this education that's really valuable, but also there's really hard aspects to our job as well because it's not all like sunshine and rainbows all the time. There's really difficult parts of our days where um, we really have to challenge ourselves. And um, funny enough that one of the questions on my first day of social work um, orientation that our profs asked us as a huge group of, there was like 80 something of us, um, they were like, ask us one question like you have one question to ask us put it on a sticky note and put it on the board and I remember so vividly that the one thing I had written was how do you not take this stuff home with you Wow. No, <laughs> that. Know? Oh, I totally know because uh, there's so many jobs where you can leave it at the door mm-hmm. or you can just like leave it at your desk. Yeah. But like as a teacher, you think about the kids. Like you think about the ones that didn't have lunch today and you think about wow. um, yeah. the ones that are just getting a divorce or you think about the ones that just, you know, disclose to you and you, you can't do much except for being in the school setting and getting the resources. And yeah, how, what did the prof say? Did the process say anything? <laughs> they didn't answer. Granted, maybe that was some of the best things that they could have done for me was not give me the answer because it's mine uh, to kind of work out for my own. And it's a lot of self-reflection and boundary setting because granted, I still work on that every day. I do take a lot of things home with me and there's a lot of people who um maybe my profs are listening to whoops um but I still struggle and and it's okay to struggle with that because you want um I don't think caring too much is a bad thing no I think it's just you know it's just when when do you take time for you yeah that's that is such a fair question when do I um when I can and also 
like creating those spaces for myself to, to do so and to be gentle with my learning mm. too, because, um, I'm still new, newer in this field and especially in this role. And so, um, I always, like I've told you before, I'm like, be gentle with yourself because we don't have all of the answers. I think that what we do want to stress too about this podcast is that Kayla and I are not the speakers for all queer people in this community. No. We are only the speakers for ourselves and our experiences. Um, And so that's kind of what we're doing right now, I think, is voicing what these real experiences are for us and you know the way that I cope and um the way that I self-care and the way that I set boundaries works really well for me and then it may not work super well for you and that's yeah. okay you know and, like there's some people who well like, when you say um self-care they they do do the bath bombs and they do do the baths and that is their self-care mm. right and for me self-care honestly is just sitting that is such a vibe right or just (laughs) laying on the floor there is wow yeah for sure i all the time there's something called floor time in my family okay (sighs) so we lay actually it's mostly me and my brother but we lay on the floor and we just lay there and we're not on our phones we just lay there in silence in silence i do this with sarah all the time i would lay on the floor and she'll just join me and lay on the floor and we won't talk at all but we just like floor time and we we know her roommate may be there and she's like do you guys want a juice box we're like yep yes i do and it's floor time with a juice box and that's it wow how uh what's the word i was gonna say primal but that's not the word i'm looking for but it's kind of like getting back to your roots like as a child you know self-soothing techniques that maybe you like floor time sounds something like you would do in like, like preschool or something like that but like circle time it's all how crazy is that is that it's also transferable to adulthood where you're like wow i really need to ground myself again and i really need to just lay on the floor with a juice box and i don't need anyone to talk to me but i do just need to be in silence right now and it's great also that you're being in silence with someone who makes you feel good oh it's amazing and also like try I love doing this, but going to a park in the summer, because it's summertime right now, and like you just lay there and you look at the sky and you just <laughs> look. I know this. I sound- that, like that is so adorable. Like it's so adorable and PG, and I love that. Like and it's- it just clouds. You get to, you just, I do this. I nanny uh, on the side. And when I nanny, I tell the kids, we go on the trampoline, we lay there, and I'm like, what, what kind of animal do you see at the clouds? Um, that's code for me. Her and I did that. I was <laughs> I was the person that you did that with. I'm the kid. <laughs> we just lay down. We just look at we just look at the ceiling, and we're like, whoa, wow, wow. navy blue, gorgeous, it's so nice, so mm-hmm. peaceful. I love this about podcasts. I couldn't even tell you what question we were on, but this is what <laughs> but this is what we're talking about now, yeah. which I love. It's I think it started peaceful. with most rewarding and challenging but it took us on a nice journey which i love yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know like it's i don't know I, i think being grounded is so hard nowadays that i i struggle with it every day but floor time is the best time Mm -hmm. floor we love a floor time here i want it oh about self-care too um is they would tell us like in social work oh self-care 
you know, take your, I think that that's what a lot of people do for self-care is bath bombs and taking baths and, you know, taking time to yourself. But it, I, the more I grow, the older I get, the more experienced I get, um, is I really realize how important just me time, me quality time is with no phone, no nothing. Um, Just being present. Being present and doing things that I love to do because I know for a really long time um, that, especially like in high school and things like that, I cared way too much probably about um, the way that I was perceived by my peers and I like wouldn't want to do things alone because like all that type of stuff. But as I get older, I'm like, Hey, setting boundaries and actually taking care of myself, um, is really important because all we do is see people all day. Yes. That's what we do. We talk and, and we see people and we interact with people, um, for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Um, and I then think when it's we also go home, really vi- vital that the people that we're around who respect those boundaries, because mm-hmm. I've, I've had people in my life who didn't to, um, like I come home and I'm tired because we're around people all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, I just don't want to talk right now. And they get mad at me and I'm like, I right. Like that, that that's just a boundary that I need. Um, yeah. You are really great at boundaries. I am very envious of you with that. And you teach me that all the time, oh, <laughs> all the time already. I that's, that. Yeah, no, that's really great is to be able to make those boundaries and really, um, those individuals and those people in our lives who struggle with respecting boundaries is something that they'll have to, to learn. Or it's also something that you can teach them too, by being like, yeah, this isn't a reflection of me not wanting to spend time with you. Um, but it's a reflection of me wanting to spend time with me. And doesn't mean I don't love you any less, um, but it just means I want to to be by myself. And I think a lot and of that's people so okay though, right? Like yeah. having alone time is so oh, like I never realized I, how much alone time is so good for your for yourself, but also for the people around you because <laughs> yes. it's, it's just like that cliche saying like how you can't help your you can't help others if you don't help yourself. And oh my I'm not God, yes. necessarily saying like I'm help like I always had to help myself, but I had to give myself the time to be in the headspace where I can. Oh my gosh, yes. How exhausting is it to not be able to recharge? Oh, oh my gosh. And just constantly feeling this concept of burnout. 5% at all times. Like you charge your phone for those two minutes for 5% and you go at it all day and you charge it again Mm -hmm. for 5% and you go all day. And then, and then you come home and you wonder like, oh my gosh, like I haven't (sighs) eaten all day. I had water yesterday. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're not perfect at this. And no, no, I don't want anyone to listen to this podcast and be like, Mackenzie and Kayla have all the answers. We may have one or two of the answers, but not all of them. You know, we're still doing our best, you know? Yeah. Like when you, when you're younger, I remember being like, oh my gosh, adulthood. Adulthood is so, so wonderful. (laughs) And it's going to be so exciting. But now, like, it is such a journey. Like, you you think that when you turn 18 or 19, you are a suddenly a grown woman and you know everything. If I, if I had the chance to tell my younger self, 
like anything? Oh, that's a cool question. What would you tell your younger self? Okay, I'll save my answer. Kayla, what would you tell your younger self now if you could? If if Kayla Poon, age like 17, 16, was listening oh to this podcast now, what would you say to her? That honestly, no one cares. Wow. That no one, no, <laughs> yes. but no one yes, actually though, yes. cares. Like I was so scared to go to like the gym or to go do things, but everyone's so fixated on themselves and like their own well-being and then like, their own like life journey that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like you can do anything and unless it's wildly crazy, mm-hmm. people actually don't care. Yeah, I think we're a little narcissistic in that way that a we think a, we think people actually care what we're doing when in reality they don't. They really care about I mean, we're all we all care what like ourselves are doing personally, totally. but it's this perception that people care more about what we're doing and in reality they probably don't. And that's a really cool thing to be able to hear as like a teenager to be like People actually aren't thinking about you like, in, in you. those ways, you know, like th- yeah. it's really important that you do the things that you love and that you're passionate about because in the grand scheme of things, nobody's probably paying attention in the ways that you feel like they might be. And that's a really important lesson is to learn, I guess, to love the things that you love and just in to- spite of everyone else yeah and the do do the things that you want to do because life is way too short like yolo (laughs) (laughs) i hate myself but seriously though Mm -hmm. like everyone everyone thinks like oh my god i can do this later in life i can do this later in life no do it now no because like go out at 11 Mm -hmm. o'clock Go and I went on this humongous walk to the legislature at two in the morning. Oh my god! For what reason? No clue. Danger, 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 danger mode. I'm what still are alive. You, what I'm are you doing? Al- sorry, but, mom. Yeah, sorry, mom. But for sure, sorry, mom. But seriously, like, just just do it. Mm-hmm. Go on that camping trip. Mm-hmm. Move across the move across the country. Move across your provinces and explore because. Take the opportunities, even if you don't think you're qualified to do it. Do it. Oh, that is, that, that is a great, great, great lesson right there is I know that my friends would tell me this all the time by being like, even if you feel like you aren't qualified, just try. What's what the is the worst harm thing? in trying if you don't get it or whatever it is? It's a great learning experience. And hey, I'm 25 and I'm still learning that lesson on a daily basis. But um, it's true if you try, like if you just try it and it doesn't work out, my ego at the end of the day will be okay, even though it probably feels like it won't be in the moment, but it will be. It's kind you of know? the same thing with like dating. Like I, yeah, a lot sure. of people ask me like, how do you just have like the balls to just like go out and ask someone and i'm like because if they say no i still started where i started before i did it yeah and if they say yes then cool cool. (laughs) and if i do it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen i'm Mm -hmm. still at square one yeah right like yeah i always find it's a little bit of a like a hit to the ego at first where you're just like but that's the narcissism in us sometimes where we're like maybe everybody will want me but you know 
it's okay. At the end of the day, it's okay. And you have to learn to cliche, really just love yourself because at the end of the day, that's who you have. And that's, that's good with You're me. You're the only you. And oh, you, yes. And you need to protect you. It's that, you. like, live, laugh, love moment. Eat, pray, love. Yeah, when I come into the office tomorrow, you're going to have those, like, Dollarama stickers that's, like, live, laugh, love on our walls. In, out, loud. I will be upset <laughs> if, <laughs> if that happens. But maybe we should transition to a different topic, if you want. Because I'd love to know a little bit more. I think yeah. Kayla and I also, we saved a lot of these questions and didn't talk about them personally because we wanted the conversation to feel really authentic. And so I really don't know a lot of these things about you. I'm learning for the okay. first time. So um, I wanted to ask you, how did your family take your coming out because you're Asian. Terrible. Okay. Like, okay. A, like actually sure. terrible. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like a great, it's not a great coming out story at all, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out and my, my family was like, we're not even going to tolerate this. Like, we're not going to accept you. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't talk to me for a while. We, when we went on vacation to San Francisco in pictures, it looks like we're like this big, happy family. Right. Um, but in reality, it was like, we love everything about you except for this one part. Mm, and that was yeah. like three years ago. Um, and that was hard because I was also in a relationship with a woman at a time. And that relationship was getting a little, little rocky, but I depended on her so much because um, a part of me just wanted the approval of my, of my family and my parents, for sure, my parents. Yeah, And because for I sure. didn't get that, I just looked at her for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for her to, you know, be that comfort that I truly needed mm-hmm. that I didn't get from my mom. And my mom was there the entire time. So when um, I came out, she wasn't there. Like, luckily now she is. And mm-hmm. she told, she like accepts me and she loves me unconditionally. And, and we have, we've had such good conversations about it since then. But, um, and like initially it was, it was really, really hard. Um, my extended family, you know, the 75 right family members Mm -hmm. not all of them know yeah for sure and so when i tell them well i told some of them um i've gotten like very good responses they're very much like where i'm here for you if you need anything let let us know like i'm so proud of you like you're so brave and um oh the the classic the classic you're so brave yeah Mm -hmm. totally yeah but i'm the only one in my family who that even, you know of. that I know of mm-hmm. um, that identifies as like being bisexual right. or any like anything actually like mm-hmm. I don't know their stance like on anything it. other than straight, straight. and cis basically yes. yeah. yeah and so now that I'm like kind of more out and I don't really care what they think because mm-hmm. it, it is my life right like I go every single day being who I am I don't see them every day yeah. I only see them on the big occasions like Thanksgiving and Christmas right. and um maybe like a summer thing or you know end of school year thing but um other than that I don't really see them so now that I've gotten older and like that coming out with my family initially has you know we rekindled our relationship and our relationship is so much stronger now that i can be vulnerable with them and i can mm-hmm. be like you know what i'm actually sad today and they're like oh okay do you need a hug 
Yes, I need a hug. Yes, we love emotional literacy. Oh, love it. <laughs> yes. Or, like, even yesterday, I was like, Mom, I'm really anxious. She's like, why? No, I don't know. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to be finishing this up soon. Then we can watch Vampire Diaries. And I was like, thank you. Cured. And then we watched four <laughs> episodes of Vampire Diaries. So, Whoa. um... Honestly, as cliche as it sounds, like it does get better. I like I didn't think it was gonna get better. Yeah, that's really fair. My grandparents don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I wanna tell them. Sure. Because yeah. I don't I don't know. Like they I come from a very conservative family. Um like my all my family no, no one's divorced. Like I told Mackenzie that. Like no one's divorced even if they don't like truly love each other. Right. Um my like all, all the grandparents are very much like we immigrated from Canada, immigrated from China to come to Canada to give like your parents a better life, um, and so for them to even think about like sexuality is not even within their repertoire at, yeah. at, at all. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I think a uh, a lot of people are in different stages of their learnings, especially 100%. when it comes to gender and sexuality. Um, that at least me and not everyone, of course, has to agree with these opinions, you know, um, is like I've said before, is that I feel, um, really cautious, but also gentle with people's learning because I, at one point was not this educated. I hope to become 10,000 times more as educated than I am now at what, like in the future, of course. Um, but the same kind of goes, I think with parents, because, my perspective of like coming out and and all of that is safety you know Mm -hmm. i think with my type of coming out was um, i think that my parents wanted to know that i was safe in this world that i was going to be loved and respected and cared for the ways that i deserve to be um regardless of who was doing that for me um but even just having this conversation, I know my experience is not the same as yours. And 100%. I think that these stories are really important because there's people who can relate to my story and there's going to be people who relate a lot more to yours and, or people who have their own experiences and with we wanna, coming out. We want to explore those too, though. Like, Oh my God. I, yes. I want to know people's yeah. stories. I find people's stories fascinating. Well, yeah, because you know, my coming out wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily was say it was a coming out. I think it was a, uh, Hey, this is what it is. And it was from both of my parents were like, as long as you are loved and respected in the ways that you need to be, uh, then we don't care who's doing that with you and for you. Um, so it's a very, it could be a really common situation, um, or with a lot of our listeners, it's probably not. And so we want to give our listeners and also our guests that we'll have on the podcast, um, the opportunity to talk about, um, their experiences either with coming out or whatever they want to talk about, because that's what this platform is for. It's not for Kayla and I to come out and be like, yes, this is our experience. This is the only experience that happens in the queer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we we all know that it's it varies. And we want to give um, everyone the opportunity to share their story because here's two right here of, you know... Thousand millions. Millions, millions of people um, where 
you may have parents who were accepting right from the very beginning, or you may have, in Kayla's situations, um, parents who needed to learn a little bit more or gave you um, the time to grow and um, to figure out what you needed to. And you also kind of did the same for them as well. You gave them the space to um, ask questions and to grow into their learning. And that's so important, you know, but of course that's not everybody's experience and that's what we're here to do is explore and have these really awesome, but also kind of difficult conversations because, you know, you and I, um, have had these, I'm pretty good and and solid in who I am, um, and who I, and who I love. And I feel like you might be, um, the same way, but also I'm really excited to explore this journey with maybe people who are like 13, 14, 15, who, um, would look at people our age and be like, wow, that's like, how'd you get there? It It was a journey. It's a journey and it continues to be, you know, I posted a photo on my Instagram two days ago and it was a picture of me with a pride flag. And I had a lot of people commenting on it being like, yes, like we're so excited. You're part of this community. Like we love you, all of these things. And I was like, hey everyone, I've been, I'm using air quotes, out for actually a really long time but it's a part of myself that um i don't necessarily share with everyone because it's a piece of me that i hold um private i guess or need to know you know like the people closest to me uh know they've known for a a long time my family has known for a long time and my friends and everything like that because those are the people that are the closest to me and i choose to share with but i had quite a few people commenting on my instagram being like yes i've known this whole time and i was like me too (laughs) you know but it's uh my story to share and I think that that's maybe what we want to get across with all of this is that it's your story to share and yours to do with what you want and to share with who you want, when you want, how you want. So oh, let's leave it on that note. Whoa. That, you want to? Yeah. Oh, leave it on that note. Cute. Yeah. Okay, sure. I so Be you. Do you. Share your story when you feel like it, how you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Preach that because it's also been... 47 minutes when we were like oh my gosh maybe we'll do a half hour we'll see um but this is what we want to do is have these really open and honest conversations with all of you and maybe you'll take something from today about us maybe you won't and that's That's okay. okay that's okay we have lots more episodes to go um a lot of more things we want to explore and with each other and and with all of you and so sure let's leave it on that let's leave it with thank you for listening thank you for asking questions thank you for being here and being on this journey with us and we're really excited to see where it goes and with that being said please follow us on <laughs> facebook at outlaw foundation um mm-hmm. and then also follow us on instagram at outlaw st albert uh also inquiries podcast that is what this podcast is all about um and if you have any questions feel free to message us email us 
if you want to be a guest on our podcast, there's a little link on Instagram if you would mm. like it. Come sign up and chat with us. We're not scary. I promise. We just wrap ourselves in blankets and sit cross-legged in our chairs and have cool conversations with each other. So don't be scared. Sign up. Come chat with us. We'll be here when you're ready. Let it so long.